Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of Extra Time. My name is Ronan Quirk. We're here until 8 o'clock this evening. We'd love to hear from you after another busy weekend of sport across the Premier County. Our text number is 083 311 That also works for WhatsApp messages as well, 083-311-3311. You can also get us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at TipFMSport. Lots to reflect on, most notably some of the big results that came our way in the preliminary quarterfinals of the County Senior Hurling Championship. We finished Thurlis Sarsfields 127, Nina Era Oak 123. And also in the preliminary quarterfinal, Clonality Ross Moore, 123, Mullinahone, 120. In the Seamus Oreen Premier Intermediate, Gurtnahu, Glen Gould had too much for St Mary's, 120. To for Gurtnahu, St Mary's, 115. And in the Intermediate Hurling Championship, preliminary quarterfinal, Kilsheelan Kilcash, 315, Skihina Rinky, 117. Lots of, lots of other results as well, of course. Congratulations to Clem Logan winning the South Junior A title with that win over Moyle Rovers. Both teams progress into the county quarterfinals. Those games will be on next weekend, as far as I'm aware. We'll get those fixtures for you before we go off air this evening. Don't forget our text number again is 083 311 Before we go any further, a massive congratulations to Dara Lynch, formerly of the Clamel Rowing Club, on not only winning a bronze medal in the double skulls at the World Rowing Championships in Serbia over the weekend, which I'm sure is a massive, huge achievement for him to win to medal at a World Championships. Uh, not very few people get to do that, but I suppose his target and aim for the year may well have been Olympic qualification, which has been secured. So uh, great to see another Tipperary athlete will be representing their country at the Olympic Games in Paris next year. Massive congratulations to Daryl Lynch, uh, double sculler, uh, who won bronze medal at the World Championships in Serbia over the weekend. Our text number is 83 311 We mentioned that result, Thurlis Sarsfields 127, Nina Eroog 123. Let's hear from Ronan Marr. He spoke to Paul Carroll at the full-time whistle yesterday in Bursley. Yeah, a real tough game here in Burs and uh, we didn't expect that different from Nina and uh, I suppose a couple of years ago they gave us the right trimming inside the Central Stadium so we were really up for this one today and, and thankfully we came out on top there of what was a really good game Yeah and, and difficult I suppose for the players out there in terms of how hot it was here in Bursley but second half of that game Billy got the goal for yourselves and you went out 7-8 points in the lead and Nina came surging back to the goal from Sam O'Farrell mm. but after that she responded I think 4 points on the trot for yourselves that must be a, a big kind of boost of confidence for the team to know that you have that in you Yeah it was, it was really good the way we came out on top and finished strongly there, um, like, like Nina put the pressure on big time there finishing up and um, they're a great team, an exceptional team and they always have been so um, we were well prepared from today and we knew that was going to be a really tough game with the weather like you said as well so um, it's really positive the way we finished up there but like I said there's lots to improve on there and uh, we'll have to I suppose readjust now again for the week and um, wait for the draw and see what comes. Yeah, and I suppose a, a quick turnaround, but um, a, a, a real nice spread of scores for you there today. I think he'd probably have, have 11 or 12 nearly scores for a finish, but um, on a field like this, it's probably a little bit shorter, probably easier to mm. kind of shoot from distance, but uh, you, you, you took your chances and it's, it's good to have the, the impact off the bench as well that you had. Yeah, it is, and um, I suppose it's to win a championship now, you need everybody clicking and everybody coming off the bench just fitting in, so um, thankfully the lads that came on today, they were full of energy and we needed there because we were absolutely zapped finishing up there with the heat you know um, and like you said a variety of different scores from both teams there as well Nina were, were exceptional all over the field you know so um, 
it's good the way we finished up there but um, like I said there's lots and lots to learn for us Yeah and uh, just going forward now into the quarter final draw I suppose you, you went out in the preliminary quarter final last year so getting the, that step f- further this year is a big drive on and it's kind of a, an exciting time now going into the last day Yeah like it's probably we're a newish enough team you know so we're, it's good for us to be building all this experience and, and it's good even to be playing here in the preliminary quarter final today it gives us another opportunity to, to improve as a team so um, thankfully we got out on top And just finally uh, during the week Shamie Callan uh, announced his kind of retirement from the inter-county scene just that he would have been battling with Shamie there for uh, the last know, eight years or so or more um, probably one of one of Tipperary's greats but he's going to be going to be definitely a loss I'd imagine even in the dressing room as well Asher, unbelievable um, I suppose it's hard to put into words how much of a loss he's going to be in the tip dressing room um, you know we were, we were absolutely thrilled to get him back last year and um, I suppose I kind of had in the back of my head that he was going to give it one last shot but um, it's just been such an unbelievable servant there for, for Tipperary over the years and all his achievements as a, an individual and as, as a team player as well just shows the calibre of person and, and player he is and um, he'll be greatly missed in, within our dressing room and um, I suppose that's, what, that's the way it goes and we have to move on and I suppose Tip as a team we're like that now so there's, there's new lads coming and um, I suppose we have to move on now and um, try and build a solid team again and, and um, we'll be looking forward to, to, to the winter coming and the, the tough and slog and um, there's a lot of hurt and battle from there from last year so um, um, like I said we're, we're just going to have to refocus as a team a younger team now and just um, there still is a bit of, bit of experience there you know, over the last couple of years so we just have to use that so but like I said Shane will be a massive loss and um, um, like I said words don't speak highly of him as, as a player or person that's Roland Marr speaking to Paul Carroll at the full-time whistle in Bursley yesterday. Uh, we will be coming back to hurling. Lots to talk about, lots of matches to talk about and indeed we'll be looking forward to the draw as well which was made last night. I'll bring that those draws to you before we go off air but I'm going to interject momentarily and have a word with uh, Geraldine Canan to discuss the County Senior Hurl- Camogie Championship. Ger, how are you? How you doing, Ronan? Good talking to you again and let's just start going through some of the results Clonelty's 4-13 Burris-Salee's 9 points pretty emphatic from Clonelty who you know would be top 2 team in most people's eyes in the county Yeah and I suppose uh, start of the match you know Nicole Walsh was out injured and Kish Fitzgerald for, for Burris-Salee um, but Cotavan also didn't start for Clonelty so was that evened up things there but you know Clonelty were you know it was competitive for a while but Clonelty hit uh, Burris I think it was 3 three goals in, in in succession and I suppose that put the game beyond the contest then and yeah look Clonty were impressive and I think they're back on track after uh, a draw against Anacarty they're back to winning ways and you know look look to be going about their business quite well It's impressive scoring when you don't have caught Devan did she make any appearance or did you just not start? Yeah no she I think she got a knock in the okay. Anacarty game so you know she's carrying a bit of a knock so yeah Emer Burke scored 3-3 three, three, which is great scoring for her you know She's a player that you know she's she's a young player, but she's been on the on the senior team for a while, and and you know she stood up and and scored three three. Courtney Ryan got a goal as well. So look, they have plenty of talent there. Casey Hennessy and Claude as well. They're very strong down the spine. So look, maybe there was no harm for them to, to have a game without caution. And you know maybe look for more from their other forwards because I think that's what they're they're going to have to get is more from all the other forwards. Uh, if you know if they're to finally uh, reach the Holy Grail and win the county final this year, yeah, well, I mean that's pretty very very impressive scoring. Um, also impressive scoring five thirteen Sarsfields against Burgess to Harris two seventeen. Yeah, look, to the Sarsfields, you know, I was really impressed with them against Drum. Um, from what I've seen this year, you know, they're, they're definitely real contenders. 
they've come on um, usually, I think, from last year physically, um, just strength conditioning and everything. I thought they looked really good, really good conditioning. And, you know, the beat Birds to Hara, that's a big win for them. I think it could be their first time beating them at senior championship level. Um, Karen Kendi there, look, she's an awesome player. She's playing midfield, got a hat-trick. That's, that's the kind of player she is. And, uh, you know, really good performance for them. But it's it's the young players now that are after coming up and boosting them, like Quiva Stakelam, Lucy Purcell, Rebecca O'Mara. They're after making a huge difference. That's her, the start of the team. You know, there was a team there, I suppose, that come up through junior and intermediate. But they're after getting a couple of young players, a couple of girls that have played mm. with tip 16s and minors. And I think it's made a huge difference. And, you know, they'd be, they'd be, they'd be delighted with, I suppose, how their year is going. You know, there's a, they have a good chance if they beat Nina next weekend, which they'll be favourites to do, that they'll finish second in that group, you know, which would be a great, a great achievement for them. Do you get a sense, perhaps, of a, perhaps a torch being passed that you know the the once mighty Burgess do are and not wishing to write any obituaries for them or anything like that, but they were a, a serious force not only in Tiberi but also in Munster, and now there's perhaps that that torch has been taken up by a younger generation, but it's coming out of Thurles. Yeah, but in saying that too, I was actually quite impressed with Burgess in the first game against Trum. Um, you know, Quiva Maher and Kira Maher still serious, talented players, uh, Jenny Grace. And then they have like the virus grace and a few more uh, younger players as well. So look, I suppose teams kind of going through a transition, and it's probably I think more that other teams have caught up with them, and and the it's kind of all leveled out a bit. Um, you know, so I think Kira Maher was injured actually. She picked up a shoulder injury, so she's a big loss, and they probably can't afford any losses like that. Probably don't have the strength and depth maybe of other teams at the moment. So that's probably what's catching them at the moment, but. I definitely wouldn't be writing them off, but you know, it's definitely they're not the, I suppose, the unbeatable force that they were in the past. Mm. Uh, Kickham's in Airog and Carthy, another local derby over in the west, and Airog coming from that impressive draw against Clonelty, but couldn't back it up against Kickham's. Yeah, and I suppose that's that's kind of been the the story of the championship the last couple of days. Kickham's, they they on Thursday evening they were going in playing in the Carthy had they hadn't got a. Got any points on the board yet? And you know, Anna Carty were after drawing against Clonty, beating Cashel. And I don't know, did they take uh, Nakavilla maybe for granted slightly? Um, maybe we're thinking of bigger games, but um, you know, Nakavilla, uh, you know, they were full value for their win. Um, you know, Emer Heffern, I thought Irina Friday actually was outstanding. Emer Heffern and then was brilliant on freeze. Cleve McCarthy, Bet Ryan, you know, some of their younger players, Millie Kelly, they really stood up to just their team. I think teams find very hard to beat, find very hard to shake off. And um, yeah, that was a brilliant victory for them. And we took that momentum then into Sunday evening and got a draw against Cashel. So a brilliant few days for them. Yeah, two games in a short space of time. Was that Friday and... Was, yeah, know. it was Thursday and Thursday. Sunday. So the, the Sunday game was the postponed game from the weekend before, okay, from the Cashel game. And, you know, so look, it could have... If they had lost to Anacarty, I think it would have been very hard to pick themselves up for Cashel. But having bet Anacarty on Thursday evening, you know, their, their, their tails were up. And, you know, they actually started... Slow against Cashel. Cashel went one three up, um, looked in control, but at the same time could never kind of put uh, Kickham's away. And you know, Emma Heffernan gave a masterclass of free taking there um, last night in Cashel. She was unbelievable on the freeze. I think she finished with twelve points, um, and you know they just had the momentum finishing up that game, and and they brought it back to a draw game. And looks like that could be enough now for them to, to reach quarter final. Bar um, Cashel cause a big upset and beat Clonty in their last round, so a big task for them now to try and save their championship. What's great about that is it keeps it interesting as you come to the last round of fixtures. Drummond Inch six twenty three. That's pretty impressive scoring against Nina Airogs three eight. That must put Drum pretty much into a quarter final. 
Yeah, look, Drum looking to what they're going to top that group there. I suppose we talk about all the other clubs and, and like the Kickhams and Turles are definitely making strides and, 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 and you know, some very impressive performances, individual performance. But Drum, I think, really are the team to beat this year. 6.23, you know, they really uh, put Nina to the sword. Um, the first quarter, I think, was wasn't much in it, but they absolutely blitzed Nina then in the second quarter. The first half were three seven. I think to Nina's one uh, one or something like that, and put the game well beyond doubt at half time. And look, their forwards just look to be in really good form at the moment. Eamon McGrath, Mary Burke, Mary Campion, Shawn McGrath, all really impressive scoring. Um, but look, Nina are struggling obviously in senior, and they're going to be in relegation now at the moment. And it's not looking for them good for them, but maybe that would be the best thing for them to go back into media maybe and rebuild again. So, but look, drum at the moment, I suppose, are still the team to beat. They've three games played and three one, um, with silver mines to come this weekend. Yeah, and silver mines have you know started so well when the championship got underway. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how they go against drum because are they still in with a chance of, an, of a quarter final berth? Yeah, they look look they they will reach a quarter final because Nina have no no oh, points yes, picked course, up yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. So it's a group of five, so four go get into a quarter final. So great chance for for lots of teams, you know. So look, Silvermines, it's going to be a big test against Drum. But you know, I always find Silvermines and Drum, you know, the there's not it's it's going to be competitive definitely for forty fifty minutes, and whether Drum could pull away then um, could be the difference. But you know, Silvermines have plenty of talent, and you know they won't go. They're not going to lie down easily. But you would say Drum would be hot favourite for that game. Jer, as always, my thanks to you and we'll talk next week where we'll be able to uh, put more structure on the quarterfinal draw. Thanks, Ronan. Take care. That's Geraldine Canan joining us there with news of what's happening in the Camogie Senior Championship. Our text number is 083-311-3311. One texter says there were a lot of similarities between the performance of St Mary's and Kilchilin in the championship this weekend. Both teams had midweek games, which meant it was their third match in a week. Both had good leads at half time. But while St Mary's collapse was total in the second half, Kilchilin recovered from a poor third quarter to hold out for a hard earned victory. Um, probably due to the age profile of the team against Skeena Rinky. Is it fair to ask our amateur players to play three tough games in a week? Also, the lack of a scoreboard in Clamel was frustrating yesterday when the game was so close midway through the second half. Well, this lack of a scoreboard is pretty much... Well, I, I don't know why that was. There's a scoreboard there. I don't know why it wasn't operational. I'd like to think it was just for a technical reason that couldn't be fixed on a Sunday. But um, it, that would be unusual, I have to say, that there wouldn't be a functioning scoreboard in the sports field in Clamel. It, it functions any time I've been in there, I have to say. So I just hope that's a blip more so than anything else. But you make a valid point in relation to the number of games. The only thing is that both St Mary's and Kilsheelan's three games in eight days was brought about by tragedy and there wasn't really any flexibility in the calendar the right thing to do the absolute right thing to do was postpone the games for Mary's when they had to play Moyne Temple Tui and Kilsheel and Kilcash when they had a, an intermediate game those games had to be postponed and that had the knock on effect unwanted unplanned but a direct consequence of that inevitable uh, cancellation of those matches was that there was going to have to be a midweek game for Mary's and Kilsheelan and the consequences of that was seen I think in certainly Mary's second half performance maybe that but that's not to take anything at all away from Gurton Hoodle and Gould's performance on the day up in Temple Tui uh, Kilsheelan against Skeenerinke I didn't see but uh, if they as you say Texter had a poor third quarter it's testament to their resilience that they were able to overcome that and find their way into the quarterfinals proper our text number 083 311 3311 let's take a commercial break we'll be back in a minute 
Extra Time on Tip FM. Brought to you by your winning local team at Real Estate Alliance. OREA Own Dylan Nina, OREA Stokes and Quirk Clonmel, and OREA Seamus Brown Ross Cray. Realestatealliance.ie. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month with the Talbot Hotel Clonmel. Multi-award winning wedding specialists with state-of-the-art leisure facilities and spa with food served daily. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month. Get your nominations in now. Yeah, the, if you have a nomination for the Tip FM Sports Star of the Month for September, just send it to sportsstar at tipfm.com. Sportsstar at tipfm.com. If you missed last week's show, Charlene Maudsley was the winner for the calendar month of August. Her second gong this particular year just shows how a fantastic year she's have having and has had with her uh, ex- excellent performances on an international stage. Tom McGrath on the line. Good evening to you, Tom. Hello, Ronan. Lots to talk about and lots to reflect on after a busy weekend. Let's start, I think, at, inside um, with the Thurless match. And Thurless hold, held off Nina pretty well. And I just listened to what Ronan Mara had to say when we started the show. And I think the memory of that COVID defeat when Jake Morris basically ran riot in the stadium against Thurless must have been in their minds when they took to the field. I suppose you kind of what you do you, you you kind of have to banish the negatives from your mind and accentuate the positives it's not always going to be told but you have to there has to be a learning done as well I suppose and uh, I mean one's bitten twice shy so the, the Sarsfield's backs would be mindful of uh, mindful of, of Jake's you know potentially in front of goal but then I suppose the not saying it's a small field now because it don't upset anybody but I think the confined the smaller confines of Boris Lee would make a guy like Jake a little bit harder to nail down but he did he did a, he did a share of damage alright for a guy that's been out for a while but, but you know a good a good sign of Sarfield that when, when Nina came with a push coming down the coming down the stretch the rev the chisel out those few extra points and got them over the line Yeah Shawnee Butler I think uh, scoring well in the latter stages yeah, and young Purcell coming along and getting a couple of points as well. Like, and just, you know, Sarsfield, they, they have a conveyor belt that's there nice and quietly because they, I suppose, the, the lesser grades don't get the same, the underage grades, I suppose, that don't get the same mileage or inches that that the, the bigger grades get. And you have players coming along nice and quietly there year after year after year. And, you know, they're they're better than the year after and there's another fella coming in to give a little bit of a push as well like so look, Sarsfields are there and the team that will beat Sarsfields will have a serious say in the in the outcome of that brain I would expect and just for context I mean it was 120 to 119 with just 6 minutes to go yeah so uh, Nina or not sorry third of Sarsfields were very dependent on their subs bench well, it's 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 a panel game, and you know, twenty, you can use twenty, like, and sort of, it's what you get. It's some of the, some of the parts, and you get, um, his his first name escapes me, but young Purcell got he got three points to play, and Johnny oh, Butler had done damage earlier on, like, and no, that's that's serious stuff for fellas that wouldn't have, but but he has been coming on for Sarsfields last year as well, you see. So he's not a total novice coming in either, like. He'd be new to a lot of our listeners. Yeah, but uh, but the, those that have been seeing them in the flesh would know what them lads are they're capable of doing. And then when you were put in onto a team that has the likes of all the Martin, Dennis Martin holding up a bit of a storm back at, back in the back line, and yet McCormick hasn't gone away either. Like, and if you're going in beside those fellas, well, they'll get the best out of out of fella, and they'll encourage a fella to to 
you know, throw off the shackles and hurl with a little bit of um, flamboyance, dare I say it. But their their coach is going in doing it. All well able to able to handle the ball, play the ball, and know where the posts are then, which is the most important one, really. And not and then of course not afraid to take on the shot, like which yeah. you know can be a little bit of epidemic proportion at times. That's you know getting getting post fright, if you like. Um, it, no, it's it, it's 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 very interesting that. I suppose the learnings from the previous game against Nina inside the stadium and I'm just wondering how they deployed Ronan Marr this time round in a much more effective way than they did during the COVID yeah, period. The stage that it didn't seem to be it didn't seem to be anybody marketing like whereas what you got to do I think with with the with the Ronan Mars this world the They'll, they'll look out front up onto a onto a forward. A forward will be closely marked, but that's a kind of forget that a backman can have a, a massive influence on a game from his own forty forty back to the back to forty five back to the twenty. And like they kind of forget that the fillers, the backman you have to tie down as well, like and give them something to do, not not leave them not leave them loose to just do it. Like Ron Mayer will hit you with a bomb of a ball from. Eighty meters, like, and sort of that's he was he, he he was doing he was doing that he's been doing that for all years. But then, good players are able to make space for themselves as well, like so. Yeah. Kind of. Now you can know, the game. He knows. He knows where it's where, yeah, where it's correct, is correct. Any but time. but to nearly a backman, you want to bring over the other end to Decision. nullify a guy like yeah, that, but. That's it's but that's, a bit, that's a bit old-fashioned, Ron. Well, no, it's, it, that's well, kind like, of how he you know. takes poker to take a back out of that. Unit and put him up into the forwards to sit on Ronan, but I take your the point as you're as making as a, as a bit of a stopper, like, yeah, yeah stopper is right. Uh, Clonelty, uh, I think they started so brightly that Mulnahone were always kind of chasing that because I think they had six from from without re- reply. Clonelty had in the opening few minutes. Yeah, she too small that neighbour. I suppose get you get get you going, and uh, probably it was all going to depend on that one. I think how how closely we're going to come out like and you know where they are at exactly this year and I think you know people have an idea where they are at this stage now that they're they're pretty well in the mix and probably a little bit more in the mix than I than I would have thought uh, a month ago but was on the other hand then like it's going to take them a while that they're they're replacing players but they have young players coming and to the question of you know when is when you're going to be getting the best out of the two groups together or will you have to wait for the newer guys to Really, you know, all come together, but you no, know, de- decent contest as well. Like, but Clonty again, they're they're in the last eight now, and they'll feel that they're entitled to be there, and they are entitled to be there because they've won their way there now at this mm. stage. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they got they got caught in a frightful group, like, and I mean that's we were through that already, like, but I mean now they've shown that they've shown they were able to take able to take out uh, Horn, who came who came second in a group, and now they'll they're going meeting to them, and so that's. The green and gold against the green and gold, and to be interesting to see, you know, the four, yeah, I know. I, that's a, that is a fascinating tussle, I think. Between uh, well, they're all fascinating tussles. The four quarterfinals. That's Tumi Var against Clonelty. That's next Sunday in the stadium, two o'clock. Part of a double header with Drum against Thurles Sarsfields. Uh, just before we go to that draw, let's just finish on the matches in themselves because uh, the West Champions. Um, Gurton Hoog, sorry, not the West Champions, the mid champions in Premier Intermediate, Gurton Hoog, Glen Gould needed that get out of jail card from winning their divisional title to get a preliminary quarter final, and they absolutely took full advantage of that with their win over Mary's. Yeah, kind of came, came from behind to win because uh, I had, 
report. I got a mid a midstream report, and they were what they were four or five points down. Well, Nairnock just scored a goal. I think they put him Mary's five points up, but there was a good purple patch in the second quarter for Gurtnahu. So they went in at half time, only two points down, came back strongly, and then gold to give themselves a two. Po- they were one point down when they got their goal, and they never looked back after that. They were able to. to well, it was a kind of a five up, a five down to a five up, like yeah, which is a, was, a big, yeah. a big turnaround. And it wasn't as if there was a flood of goals either, like that. No. They suppose showed a bit of showed a bit of composure too, like to eat, eat away at it, like and um. You know, the Gurtenhu, they were in the final last year, so you know they'll they'll feel that they they maybe left it behind them to a certain degree last year. You know, I, I think though on the day, I think Ross Gray were Ross Gray were that were Much better, that yeah. is above them all right, like. But again, it's a it's a championship. There's plenty of there's no guarantees because you're in the final one year. You're going to get back to it, and I mean, Gurtenhu were that near to being out of it, like, and. But there's a lot of big hitters in that in that competition as well. Like, yeah, well, Burton, who have drawn Cashel King Cormacks? I've seen Cashel this year, and they mm-hmm. look serious, and they look like they're mean business. So that is going to be a humdinger in Holy Cross. Oh yeah, like it'd be, and you know they've they've, they've played there before too. Like, and then of course you'll have a you know, an all South derby as well. Like, and I was going you know, to people come to be that. looking at <laughs> yeah, people will be looking ahead saying, well, the winner is going to come out of this or that or the other. But you know the winner. At your peril, would you write off any of the eight in either the senior or the or or, or the shame, sorry, or no. the premier intermediate as they call it now? Like, but it's oh, and it's it's a bit unfortunate, but that's the way the the thing is at this stage that you're going to have all these knockout matches next weekend. But like you know, there's a system there. There's nothing wrong with the system so far. And sure, if there is a, a plethora of matches all kind of going on. The club players are happy, and the club supporters are happy, and they're getting good. They're getting good value for their for for the contest as well. Like so. No uh, just to yeah. read one text out to you, uh, this texter says: Since Gurtner who won the intermediate county final in 2020, they've got no recognition at all from Tip FM or anyone else out there. They got to a quarter final the first year, only to lose to Kilnall in the group, and got knocked out in the quarter final by Temple Derry, the eventual winners, who beat Kilnall in the final. They were bet in the final last year, and are now back in a quarter final this year without one of their best players in Roland Teen. Surely they must yeah. do some bit of credit. All the teams that they beat can't all be having a bad day. I thought we were very complimentary and praiseworthy of Gurtner Who, but anyway, I sure we've just we've just been talking about them there for the last couple of minutes to give them due credit, like for Absolutely, their yeah. you know mid mid championship win. They've the they've, built, year, they've yeah. built on that win now as well. Like so, look, they're, they're, and, uh, and, and in with a, a right chance. Yeah, and in and and I, you know, I do think that's going to be a really good battle between two very top sides in Gurtnahu and Cashel next Sunday. Yeah, no, I think no doubt, no doubt about it. Like, quarter yeah. to four, and we wish all our friends in Gurtnahu and Cashel the very best indeed. Uh, just before I go off matches, there was another match. And I know you probably didn't see it between uh, Kilshillen in, in intermediate against Skinnerinki. It was a match that was deferred and points have been made about asking players to play three matches in eight days it was an inevitable consequence though of the cancellation of fixtures postponement of fixtures as a result yeah. of a tragedy in Clamel which you know was the right decision and had to be done but it just shows the inflexibility of the calendar and there isn't just wiggle room for when something like that happens Complicated even further I suppose then by the fact that that Kinshiel are involved in, 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 in the football well, like to all a certain extent, most clubs are dual clubs at some point. Yeah, you know. well, in, in in some shape or other, but but the, the higher up the ladders you are in both codes, the harder it is to get a bit of uh, get a bit of flexibility. Like that, it's just it's just not there. And what the other side that people say, sure, it's not great to be playing matches. It is, but you still like to 
get a little bit of breathing space. But circumstances, unfortunate circumstances, gave rise to this. Not the, not anything with the with the powers to be. I suppose the other side of it then is that the footballers are getting they they have a they have a spare week as well. Yeah. Like that's true. And somebody's making the point that the Kilsheelan money goal game was pulled forward a day, which meant that Kilsheelan had an extra day's preparatory arrest, whichever way you want to look at, before that Skeena-Rinky game in a way that St Mary's didn't. Please, I'm not taking anything away from Gertner who's win. I'm just making the point about matches in a small number of days. One texter says the tight season is killing smaller clubs. Under 19 players playing midweek for the last eight weeks and the older players playing adult football or hurling every weekend. Um, you mentioned Kilsheelan they have an under 19 football final on Thursday two days before they play knockout intermediate hurling it's not fair will lead to burnout this texture feels yeah fair fair comment but But I suppose there's there's another thing coming in there that people don't kind of reckon I think there's pressure pressure from the schools and the colleges as well like and I think that's that's the one that's causing the problem because the schools and colleges are not anything like a club they have they're drawn from a a vast pool of players, and <clears throat> you know they, they, they're the ones that should be given the bit. I think that um, even second level and the third level, third levels in January and February. I mean, we have it the early stage of the league. They're playing Fitzgibbon, they're playing Sigerson, they're playing national leagues, the weekends and all that. Just, God, God, my dear, honest, that 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 shouldn't be happening. I mean, counties have counties have hundreds to draw from. The colleges have hundreds to draw from, and. There's no way that a player should have to play, and I think a little bit more give what the club's seeing. I mean, there was a an actual humding of a match in Templemore yesterday between Cashel and Tommy Varon under 19, and that that was this, you know it was Cashel that's playing in that like, and they're going to be playing they'll be playing next weekend now as well like so, and Tommy Vara fellas as well like so, yeah. kind of good. There's a downside to everything, of course. Great to be playing matches, but the multiplicity of uh, Grey is, I suppose, number one. But the other thing then, of course, the GA has to contend with that the other codes don't have to contend with we cater for hurling and football. That's and true, it, that's true. You, know, you, have, you have two, you have the dual club then as well. Like So you know, it's it's impossible to get a fix to all the problems. But uh, I still think that there's there's room that players should be, players should get their first, the first thing should be their, their club and then work on up from there. Because as you go on to, I already said, the schools and the colleges and all that, they have hundreds of players of much the same standard and asking fellas to you know go out and again to choose and that, that's not kind of right either like there, that sometimes that picture is sometimes complicated by fellas on scholarships I will go we'll, we'll come back to that perhaps as the winter progresses and Sigurdsson yep, and Fitzgibbon yep. keeps going JJ Kendi's with us how are you JJ? I don't know if you have any uh, comment to make. We were talking about under nineteen players who are probably playing senior hurling senior football in the under nineteen championship midweek as well. It is a Mounting up to an awful lot of games for young fellas. Uh, I didn't hear what you were going on about, but um, yeah, but it, it's it's a, I suppose it's a regular problem, and it's a problem particularly if you're successful. Um, it, it's, it's the successful clubs get caught with this um, because they're winning things, but uh, you know, it's, it's it's I suppose it's an inevitable consequence of the kind of uh, restricted season we have. That you, there's a, a small enough window, and you want to play these games in the best conditions possible and uh, that that's what happens. So I I, I I don't have a huge issue about it. Okay. Okay. And it, it is a truncated season and one thing we've learned from matches being played at midweek is there's no wiggle room for when something 
happens that requires a postponement or, or um, a deferral of a fixture. Um, just before I go to the draws for the for the quarterfinals, JJ, uh, any thoughts on Clonelty's performance against Mullinahone or even Sarsfield's performance against Nina? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I saw both games and uh, <clears throat> Sarsfield's, I thought, a really enjoyable game, you know, a sort of open, free shooting game, you know, was I was just doing doing the maths there on it. That the Sarsfield's had a, a dozen different scores, 12 different scores, uh, which is incredible. Uh, now, I know they I suppose the tighter confines maybe of a pitch like Bursley will, will help that. But uh, even allowing for that, I think it, it, it does reflect uh, the type of team that Southwoods have. I mean, that they have shooters from all over the place. You give them chances and they'll, they'll shoot from any distance and every distance. They actually scored 127 and I think they had 15 wide. When you put that together, that's, that's some shooting. And uh, it was that sort of game. It was an open game. Nina, you know, you've me a great credit, uh, given the, the sort of turmoil they've gone through, that uh, they put up a, a tremendous performance as well. I mean, made it, made it very tough on Thursdays. And Samuel Farrell, that, that goal, it was really game on. And, uh, you know, it, it, it took uh, own personal, I think. So, came in for Thursdays, got a few crucial points, got him over the line at that stage. The Clonorty one, I thought, was very error-ridden. I thought it was a lot of a lot of uh, sort of uh, mistakes and errors and missed passes and uh, mis- misdirected passes and all this stuff. Um, but nonetheless, uh, again, uh, like the, the one in the, the, the Sarsfields one, I think a lot of credit to Martin Horn for keeping this game alive. I think there were patches in it maybe there in the first half when you thought that you know, Kenobi were just going to cruise away in this one. But Martin Horn stuck in and, and it was still a very tense finish. I mean, it was hovering around two points there for most of the mm-hmm. last uh, five or ten minutes and you say a goal, uh, it, it, it was looking dodgy, you know, it was a nervy sort of end. Clonoti, um, the better team, I think, overall and uh, deserving of their win. They, had, they reshaped their team a bit from the, the defeat to Kiladangan and uh, Jason O'Dwyer back in goal, had Danny Slattery back, corner back and so on. And, uh, you know, Conor Hammersley, I thought, in better form, you know, he's only coming back into it after being away in America and, um, Robert Dial, very good in the forwards, scored five points from play. You know, they they had their homework done. They they, they did enough and now they're into the attacker of the game, I think. Yeah, that's that's the quarterfinal draw. Let's just give it to you because in senior hurling on Friday night at seven forty-five in the stadium, you've Killadangan against Holy Cross Ballycal. On Saturday at three thirty, Lockmore Castellani against Ross Gray, and then there's a double header <clears throat> on Sunday in the stadium: Tumi Vara against Clonelty at two two o'clock, and Drummond Inch against Thurles Sarsfields at three forty-five. Uh, Tom, if I can ask you first, uh, one texter is curious as to why there isn't a double header on a Saturday and a double header on a Sunday. Why do, why they've split? The uh, the Kiladangan match to a Friday and Lockmore match on a Saturday. I don't know if you have an answer to that. No, I just I was I was surprised myself the way it the way it panned out. That starts a double to, to set up for a, a double bill on on, <laughs> on on Saturday as well as Sunday. But I suppose trying to trying to spread spread out the fixtures a little bit too. But I mean, there's I think by my count you have twelve, and I think if the junior if the junior semi-final quarterfinals are going ahead there'll be a lot of there'll be four more matches but I mean there's 12 matches that I know of anyway like in trying to fit them in but still double builds here and there now some more of the pitches they mightn't be in trying to put double builds in depending on the way the, the, way the weather forecast is going to be for the week yeah, no, I, I take that point. Um, let's just look at that one then, Friday night, Killadangan against Holy Cross. Uh, Killadangan, JJ, probably everyone's 
bookies plus man on the streets favourites for this. So Holy Cross have it up against, have it all to do. But it's a young Holy Cross team and they've done well in the group stages this year. Yeah, I, I guess I guess the Will Kildang and I think are possibly uh, favourites to win the championship at this stage. And uh, Holy Cross struggled a bit. I, I suppose Holy Cross's defeat to Temple Derry in the last match was, was a bit of a setback for them. So, you know, somebody from Holy Cross made a point to me at the weekend that as a team, when they're expected to win, they tend to drop off in performance. Whereas when they go out as, as underdogs, they can play they can play above themselves. So they'll certainly need that, I think, against Kildangan. Um, Kildangan looked, uh, I thought, against Kenoti, they looked they looked very good, very slick, moving very very well, getting great scores. Uh, Holy Cross will really be up against it, I thought, uh, on, on that sort of form. But you know, hopefully they're, they're there on merit. They won they won their right to be there despite what Lockmore did to them stealing a pint and so on. And uh, they, they uh, you know, they deserve having to have a crack at it and it'll be interesting to see can they just come up to it. Yeah, Tom, your thoughts on Kildang and Holy Cross? Yeah, I, I think Kildang is probably to lose, to be fair. Um, you know, Holy Cross probably have they've done well. I thought to... Well, Cross did well to, to come out of that group. I'd, I'd have thought no, because I mean, at the, at the start of it, I mean, the obvious thing was to lock Marcus Liney and Upper Church. And um, was Holy, Holy Cross put down the marker the first day, beat the church by six points. But then, where were the church this year relative to where they were, or possibly where were the church when it came to county championship rather than where they were at the mid relative to where they were last year? A bit back, I would have thought, from where they were last year. Mm-hmm. So, but Holy Cross still had to, they had to do, they had to do the business, they had to get out, and probably for, they were fortunate enough the way it worked out. I suppose with the, with the, already guardy of the, the points difference and all that type of stuff. Like yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, so Kildangan, Holy Cross at seven forty-five on Friday night. Um, Tom, Ross Gray just up from Premier Intermediate, find themselves in the quarter-final against Lockmore Castellani, and I don't think that's. You know, I, I think they have a fair swing at Lockmore because Lockmore, as you know better than I, you've seen them more. They they're not running on pure petrol just yet. No, probably it's a bit, bit better against the Church the last day and all like, but they were very, very slow of conceding scores the first two matches. Seem to have addressed it pretty well the last the last day, all right. Like, but um, Ross Gray will relish the space in the stadium, I suppose. Like that, there I saw him in Temple Moor the first match against against McCarthy. You know, what you dribble dribble hurl. And they've and they've pushed on a bit from where they were last year. I thought now that they would be in trouble coming up. Now uh, coming up into 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 the in, in, into the Dan but they, they've questioned themselves well. They, they've they've got they've got out of the group, and um, now it's where where they are versus the, they were gone out in our championship early. But then of course they got they got killed in the first round, was it? And um, like, but they'll. They'd look, they'll relish the thing. They're able, they're able to hold the young, you know, plenty of good young fellas there, and they'll relish the challenge of having a cut at the. They'll be passing through the par- the they'll be passing through the the opponent's parish to get there. Like so, they'll wouldn't like to be wouldn't like to be kind of around if things go wrong on on, okay. on Saturday evening in the stadium. Yeah, JJ, uh, your thoughts on that one because uh, it might be tight. It's it's nice, but I again you you'd expect uh, the that more uh, should have should have enough uh, for that one. I would have thought for the Kildangan match, the Lockmore match, that they are the two that you would be a bit uh, more comfortable in predicting the results than in the other two. Um, you know, it's the, the the one thing about this championship, is, I, I guess, Ronan, is that when you look at the A's uh, quarter finalists, only two of them I think came through unbeaten. Um, 
it's been that sort of championship, you mm. know, where on a given day anybody could beat anybody else, and um, uh, which makes it intriguing. But I, I still expect that more to have to have enough for us games. I think Rossdale have done extremely well to get to this stage of it. Um, but I, I'd be it'd be a major turn up if they if they topple lot more in this one. Just stay in the line. Actually, I'm going to bring in Ken Hogan, who's going to bring us an update on the Under 17A final in the North. Hi, Ken. How are you, Ronan? I think Bursley defeated Killer One just now, did they? Uh, yeah, an excellent game. Uh, uh, Killer One looked down and out, but got two brilliant goals in the last quarter of an hour. But Bursley um, succeeded uh, in the last five minutes to get two vital points. Uh, Tom Delaney at centre half back, a wonderful hurler, scored a real rally in pine for his team. So a brilliant win for, for uh, Bursley by four points eventually. And I think in under 17B, Newport 15 points, Killadang and 2 8 is a full time score as well. Uh, Kelly, we're correct, just yeah. going through the uh, the matches next weekend. I'll just get your views on Tumi Var against Clon L.T. Rossmore on Sunday in the stadium. Yeah, I was in uh, Timbertooke yesterday. A very interesting game. Uh, you, you know now at this stage, it's really knockout stuff. Uh, teams are striving for every, every ball. Um, renewed zest, I think, in the, in the Sonority team. Connor Hammersley. Big addition to their forward line, adding pace and power. Uh, you know, Robert Dyle absolutely outstanding, and it gives Danny Stafford in the role that he probably prefers at, at back. At the back, had a, had a, a wonderful game. Um, the North were the better team, but of course, one the whole you know season battlers battle to the very end. But I think they, they you know, with Connor Hansley coming back into the equation, it gives pace to the to the Canorti forward line it gives, it gives a lot of movement so from that point of view Canorti will be a formidable force against Tommy Vera and I, I wouldn't write off Canorti one base because Tommy Vera after having a brilliant year um, uh, Canorti now coming in under the radar with a great chance to get to a semi-final I feel JJ do you think Tommy Vera have been properly tested and if not Canorti will surely provide that test yeah, I guess that you know, Clonolty, Obviously, the the group they were in was the group of debt, as as it was uh, as it was often referred to. And um, you know, from that from that point of view, you'd say Clonolty had a much tougher group, which was you know, it, it, it within that company. And different things went wrong. Um, um, yeah, Tommy. Well, I, I, you know, I like the look of Tommy Zara at this stage. There, you know, Ken John seems to be doing a great job as manager and. Uh, they look lively, they look well organised. I think we've lost JJ for a sec. I might bring in Tom at this stage. Tom, um, you're just very quickly your thoughts on what what, what we were talking about at Tumi Vara's performance to date and what tests they'll face against Clonality. Yeah, Tumi Vara have, have plenty of young players coming through like, and, they, and they have the more experienced fellas then to, to back them up. And when you get that blend and, and, get, and get, them, get them working right, it will come down, I think, to where where Trinoldi are versus where they were in the group. And you know, based on on Ken's thing there, I haven't seen him live in the flesh. Uh, he'll, he, you know, he see, he sees him in a good place. And Conor Hammersley is like a very experienced player. Like he's thirty years of age at this stage, and he's fresh, not having played a whole lot of hurling at, at club level in in in, in, the, in the county there during the summer. So he's he's coming into a great player to have coming in at this stage of the season. No doubt about it. I'm, I'm going to. I, I'm afraid I'm going to run out of time. But uh, Drummond Inch against Sarsfields. Uh, Tom said earlier, Ken, that whoever beats Sarsfields will have a big say in this year's championship. I suppose you could say that every year for the last twenty years. But uh, Drum have been impressive in the group stages too. 
Yeah, and a local derby as well. You know, I mean, you know, the feeling in Drum will be, God, isn't it great going in against our, 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 our bigger neighbours, you know, uh, playing playing against nothing to lose, coming in again under the radar. Um, Drum obviously very disappointing to play against Brackens. To be fair, the Brackens game was a dead rubber for, for both teams. And I suppose Drum probably, you know, took their foot off the pedal, but it's a huge game. Um, you know, they will have to quell Ronan Matters in the sweeper role. Ronan Matter is excelling in that role, you know, right throughout the year. And uh, that's something that Drum will just have to work on, particularly like uh, if, 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 if the opposition's best player is the free player. That's, that's a no-no, you know, in my, in my thinking anyway. So from that perspective, I think Drum will just have to combat that. And they have a big chance. I think Drum have the pedigree to upset the odds. But Torres, obviously, you know, an impressive win against Nina are always likely to be favourites for this game. Okay, and JJ, I'm just bringing in just one final really quick comment. In the Premier Intermediate draw, it's Laura Dara against Clonic Kenny. That's in Nina on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Also Saturday at 3 o'clock in Bursley, Burgess against Sarsfields. And Sunday at 3.45, Cashel King Cormacks against Gertnahoo and Holy Cross. But the game I want you to comment on very briefly is at 2 o'clock in Clamel, Carrick Swan against Kilnall, home dinger. Absolutely. Um, that's the one you'd want to see. Um, you know, it's it's a uh, you know, local South Division game and uh, lots of history, I suppose, between the two clubs. And I, I always think, you know, within within the South Division particularly, predicting is, is very dangerous because they take on, those games take on a life of their own. But uh, I, I think, you know, Killinall, obviously, as, as South Senior Champions, would probably, on paper at least, be, be fancied. But you never know in South Tipperary and Swans have, have an incredible record in these sort of games of coming up with the goods. So that's the one I'd love to see. Yeah, listen, gentlemen, I really could spend the next 25, 30 minutes talking to you about all those games. Unfortunately, we're, we're now out of time tonight, but my thanks to you, the three of you, and I'm sure we'll chat next week and uh, have a lot to talk about as we look at those results. Thanks, lads. Thanks, And my thanks to JJ to Ken and to Tom McGrath for bringing us through those games um, just in the intermediate hurling championship draw Drum and Inch will take on Kilfiekel in Dundrum on Saturday at 2 Kappa White against Kilsheelan is on in Care at 2 uh, Burst Kane against Money Gaul in Nina on Saturday at 1.30 and at 12.30 in the intermediate hurling championship it's Boherlan against Knockaville at Kickhams that's in Cashel uh, our text number is 083-311-3311 I see that somebody has uh, um, wanted me to comment on, on JJ's please tell JJ that Lockmore didn't steal a point we won by a point not Lockmore's fault that the scoreboard was wrong says the texter David Burns is on the line how are you David? I'm great Ronan how are you? Uh, how was the Champions weekend and Augusto Dan back on form? Uh, absolutely brilliant we had uh, some star studded performances over the week Tahira winning for Dermot Well Chris Hayes Augusta Roden beating Luxembourg and Nashway in the Champions Stakes and uh, it was a good weekend for the challenge from across the water as well. They had a really good week, a really good day yesterday at the Cora, and of course Ed O'Brien had uh, Broadhurst. I don't know if you saw the race, but it was an extraordinary performance. Came from last, the first to win one of the handicaps on Saturday, and Adelaide River as well. He had four winners on the Saturday, but Augusta Rodin was absolutely brilliant in the Champion Stakes. And yesterday, of course, we had the Irish Saint Ledger at the Cora, and uh, well. It was uh, great to see Kiprios back on the track, but unfortunately wasn't his day. Elder Elderoff uh, took the prize across the water last year's uh, uh, Irish St. Ledger winner over at Doncaster. He's won an Irish and English St. Ledger. And uh, we saw the brilliant um, 
Henry Longfellow, he's a horse we'll be talking about plenty in the future. He won the Vincent O'Brien uh, Stakes and what a performance that was. It really was an absolutely brilliant weekend of uh, racing action. Great uh, win as well for Ken Condon with Moss Tucker. He won the Flying Five. Uh, got the ideal dropper in before. And Lumineer Rock won for Joseph. He won the Lanford Stakes as well uh, yesterday. And of course, Big Gossie, a 16-1 to winner for Charles O'Brien. So, We've had a little bit of everything over the two days on Champions Weekend. You know, Andrew, you, just before you go, 4,000 winners up for Aidan O'Brien. That's a, another milestone in a man's career. Where, who's to say whenever he's he's going to hang up his, his training licence or hand back his training licence, there's going to be a lot more than 4,000 winners on his under his belt. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But look, um, he's an extraordinary man, an extraordinary mm. trainer. I think we've said it many, many times on your show, Ronan, uh, I think we're running out of things. Uh, I've run out of superlatives for Aidan O'Brien a long, long time ago, just like I've run out of time. So I've got to fly. Sorry, David. No problem. No Take care. Problem. We'll talk soon. David uh, joining us there. And uh, somebody says, you're not going to comment on the retirement of Seamus Callanan. We will actually be doing much more work on Seamus Callanan. Uh, who announced his inter-county retirement and uh, we will hopefully have something with a little bit more substantial for you next week. I haven't forgotten about it and uh, it is a significant story that broke in Tipperary over the course of the last few days but uh, we will be covering that in more detail when we have a little bit more time. I only have a very short period of time to have a quick word with Barry Ryan. How are you, Barry? Hi, you're on The Tipperary Classico was in Cook Park at the weekend, St Michael's against Clamell Town. It may well be remembered for the wrong reasons. Yeah, look, I suppose after 60 seconds, St. Michael's down to 10 men. Um, you would have said it's an uphill journey for them from here. And incredibly, uh, for 60 minutes, 10 men against 11 men, they went 2-0 up. Um, and then, look, the game unraveled for Clamwell Town and three red cards. And, you know, the game just went to a place they wouldn't have wanted it to go. Um, but, look, that can sometimes happen in games, particularly, you know, when it gets away from you in the manner that it did with the extra man. And, look, is you've got to just focus on credit St. Michael's. Uh, like, it's a real uh, testament to the pre-season that they've had to the fitness levels that they have to togetherness uh, to stay going after such a setback uh, you know, and one thing I have to point out, um, there's an issue in every quarter of referees and stuff like that. Massive credit to the referee on Sunday. In my time, not too many people have pulled out a red card after 60 seconds in Coop Park. And it was a red card, and St. Michael's never disputed that. But I thought it was a huge call from the referee, and a call that he got right. Um, and look, all the calls he got right as the game went on. And Clement Town won't hide behind that either. They're big, good guys, good characters. And, you know, they'll come and they'll bounce back from that as well. But I really want to pay a testament to the quality of referees that we have in the TS. John Lyons was outstanding in the Peak Villa St. Michael's game a few weeks ago and for Michael Chapman doing his first game of a game like that and to be put in such an awkward position with so many big calls and he never shirked any of them Well said I wish I had time to explore that more with you a big win for Clamell Celtic over the Wilderness 6-0 Banshee Celtic had 3-2 win over Tumal Boris Peak Villa 3-1 away on the road to Care Park My thanks Barry we'll talk soon more time thanks, next Ron. week Thanks indeed Barry Ryan with that quick recap on what happened in the TSDL. We've got to go. We've got to fly. Thanks for everyone who listened to Ian O'Connor Produce. Talk to you next week. Good night and good luck. 